It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here's Donald. Carry it out. Deep ball. Separation. Caught. Robbie Anderson. Goodbye. Touchdown, Jets. The whole NFL is watching. A fourth and ten. And here they come. Make this pass. It's intercepted by Mosley. Moving on down the top. Bell breaks a tackle. Looking downfield, fires this one, and intercepted at the 34. Jamal Adams goes down on the ground and takes it away. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know and that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the Vivid Seats studio, welcome to Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter, at PlayLikeAJet1. This is X and O Quick Hits, and I am joined, as I always am for Quick Hits, by the host of TOJ Film Room over on our YouTube channel, Turn on the Jets TV, Mr. Joe Blewett. Joe, what's going on, sir? Uh, you know, uh, you know, wrapping up the, the end of the 30,000 film reviews I do, and then we're getting into the season, and as I said to you before, um, before we started recording at least, the new Twitter has been driving me absolutely crazy for many, many reasons, so I'm doing kind of good and bad right now. That's the beauty of the podcast, Joe. You don't have to worry about Twitter. We can just talk about the X's and O's. And today we're going to talk about the X's and O's as they pertain to Tremaine Johnson, who was brought in here to be the number one cornerback, but had a bit of a rough spell last year. It was not one of his better seasons, or at least that's been the perception. Is that a perception that you agree with, Joe, overall? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Coming into... The 2018 season, when I was watching his, you know, his film with the Rams, I was kind of of the mindset, and we talked about it. He was probably right around that in like the 12 to 15 range, maybe you know, maybe 15 to 17 range of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. So you figured you were getting a, you know, a corner who was still top notch type guy. It's not necessarily to be in that range, and he got paid as one of the top corners. But that's always what happens when the next guy gets the next contract. That's how contracts work in the NFL. With the money going up, et cetera, um, and the demand, especially in free agency. So uh, he did not live up to that at all. He was a bad number one. You know, at this point, uh, you're kind of hoping he can bounce back to even just being a decent number one, uh, not more top level like he was, you know, with the Rams. Obviously, I would hope for that, but I don't think it's going to happen. But last year, he almost looked like a two. He was really, really bad at um, some points in the season, and he did not live up to the contract that he's in. And, you know, a lot of Jets fans are already looking – towards the next contract and when that's ending and when can they get out of it for how much money. So he really, really needs to step up this year, especially um, with the talent in the front seven that the Jets have. Um, he's going to need to be able to step up because teams are going to spread the Jets out and run a lot of quick hitting type throws. And he's going to be able to need to defend that to kind of not just completely demolish the, the talent in the front seven. So teams are going to attack him a lot, attack that secondary a lot. Uh, he's the highest paid corner in that secondary by a wide margin right now, so he needs to definitely step his game up. There are some people that have said that Tremaine Johnson was better than most people give him credit for last year. Of course, 
even if you think he was better than people gave him credit for last year, you still have to acknowledge that he could be better. He could perform closer to the way that he did with the Rams. If the Jets are going to succeed this year, they're going to absolutely need him to do that. If you're going to spend big money to go out to MetLife Stadium and watch the Jets, the last thing you want to do is watch their corners giving up constant first downs and even worse, big chunk plays and touchdowns. If you do that, you're going to feel ripped off, but you'll feel a lot less ripped off If you use the promo code OVERTIME when you download the Vivid Seats app, use that promo code and you can get up to 100 bucks off on all ticket purchases if you're a first-time customer. So again, promo code is OVERTIME over on the Vivid Seats app. But Joe, the common refrain from people that have said that Tremaine Johnson's season in 2018 wasn't as bad as some say is that Tremaine Johnson's biggest strength is as a press corner and Todd Bowles didn't use him in that capacity enough, and that's a big part of the reason that Tremaine Johnson didn't play that well in 2018. And so it was Todd Bowles' mismanagement that largely led to this terrible season, or at least the perception of a terrible season, from Jets fans. After watching the film, is that something you agree with? Do you think that he played much better in Press Man, and a major reason that he wasn't more successful is because of Todd Bowles' mismanagement? He still played in some press man, and when he was in press man, he was doing one of the most infuriating things to me on film to watch during press man, which is not getting hands-on in press. So he would press sometimes, but his hands would stay down. He would never get his hands on it. He'd force himself to open his hips up without getting you know, on top of the receiver and being able to stack them before they get um, you know, anywhere into their route stem. So he would press. He just didn't get his hands on and would open up. So um, it's not like he never did it. He still wasn't effective or as effective as he was with the Rams when he did press um, because of that. I'm not sure why. And people always ask me, oh, was this coaching? Is it him? I, it's, it's impossible to tell what the coaches are telling him, you know, in a defensive back meeting room, um, in the, the entire defensive meeting room. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know why he was doing that more than he, than when he did or than, than what he did with the Rams. So it's kind of confusing, but it's not like he didn't press. He still definitely had struggles with press. I would say he's definitely a little bit better, um, in press than he, than he is playing off. Um, but it kind of goes hand in hand. Like it goes hand in hand. Where like sometimes he's better in off situations as well. It depends on what type of receiver he's playing. Where you know if he, if he's in press, versus a really fast guy. That's a definitely a risky move because one of other or one of uh, the other strengths that a guy like Tremaine Johnson has, which um, is not press, is his ability to read offenses um, and process things quickly. Whether it be like palms coverage or trap coverages or bracket coverages, he's good at reading things. And we, we've talked about Greg Williams' defense before and how it's it's a lot of reading in the secondary and there's a lot of traps and there's a lot of different things going on uh, with passing guys off with pattern matching a bunch of different things um, that were more complex than Todd Bowles' defense. So I think that's that's why he was better as well with the Rams because of his smarts and that is one of his better his uh his bigger strengths. So it goes hand it's not like oh he's just a press corner he can't read stuff that's that's not necessarily true i think he do a little bit of both but when he was using press for those people he was still ineffective uh, largely hey guys as we get older there are things that unfortunately we're just not going to be able to control one of them sad to say is hair loss in fact two out of three men will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the age of 35 it can be a little depressing until you remember that keeps exists What's Keeps? Simple. They're a company that offers proven treatments that can combat the symptoms of hair loss. You don't have to make an appointment or go to the doctor, not with Keeps. You visit a doctor online and have your medication delivered right to you. They're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping future hair loss. 
In fact, lots of guys even experience hair regrowth with the treatment. Log on to Keeps.com and click to get started. Choose the plan that fits you or let Keeps doctors decide. Sound good? I got a special offer for you. Go to Keeps.com slash overtime and receive your first month of treatment free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash overtime. And take advantage of this incredible offer today. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Talk about the press coverage and how it wasn't as good as you would have hoped based on his prior experience using it predominantly with the Rams. And we're going to get back to his old defensive coordinator, who is now his new defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, and how he may fit in in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about the overall negatives of Tremaine Johnson's coverage in 2018. What did you see beyond what you just described that you didn't like from him? Yeah, like you said, minus the press not getting the hands on. Um, there's two big, big issues, and it was specifically with off coverage, or let's say three. Uh, ad- athleticism and top end speed is is ne- is never been a really like plush trait for Tremaine Johnson. I think he has good like fluid hips, and he's able to to accelerate relatively fast. So he has decent uh, short area quickness, but in terms of top end speed, he doesn't really have that. So that's one negative. Um, when he was playing off. And this is, again, I don't know if this is the Jets coaches. I don't know how it's doing coach. I don't know what, how much freedom they give Tremaine Johnson, um, et cetera. But I've said it many, many times before. It was infuriating to watch. The Jets are blitzing on third and two. Tremaine Johnson or Claiborne are playing 10 yards off. And teams just run quick hitters versus the Jets. You know, hitches, uh, smoke routes, drags, whatever it may be. So you're largely taking away the effectiveness of a blitz if you're playing off coverage, especially when you know it's going to be a quick hitting type play on third and two, you know, nine times out of 10 at least. So that was infuriating to watch uh, where he would open up and play really, really conservative, kind of went along with that conservativeness, um, both in playing off and even during the rep where uh, he would open up and start running, you know, five to seven to 10 yards before guys even got there. And it seemed like he didn't trust himself and trust his speed. He looked a little bit, he looked a little bit shook to be completely honest, um, you know, this season. And then another big problem with him is he's, he's a guy <clears throat> and Marcus Coleman who, People have, if it, unless this is their first time listening to accidental quick hits, which I, I doubt severely, uh, he played defensive back in the NFL and, and he hates his technique in terms of shuffling where, you know, typically defensive backs or, you know, specifically cornerbacks are going to get, you know, into a back pedal. They're going to keep their hips square to the line of scrimmage where a guy in Tremaine Johnson shuffles more, uh, where he opens his hips up and he wants to kind of keep the quarterback and the running back in his peripheral vision, which is okay. It allows you to read a little bit more. Um, then you then you were in a backpedal with a backpedal. Those first three steps you're typically reading if you're off. Um, if you are out outside, where the first three steps usually call them read steps. But when you're in a shuffle, you're able to read uh, the quarterback farther in, into the play as the play develops, and you're also able to read the patterns around you a little bit more with that. But the problem with him is, and the problem with that coverage is, if you don't keep the the uh, receiver in your sight line, and you are staying too far inside with inside leverage, then the receiver will chase that blind spot and you're never going to be able to see him so then you're looking at the quarterback playing completely blind to the route happening behind you and there was way too frequently where Tremaine Johnson would not fight to keep outside leverage he would let guys get behind him uh, as he's shuffling and then 
you know, he would have to react to the throw and not react to the route, which the, the throw is a little, usually a little bit later than, than he goes to break, whether that be um, the actual break or just little keys into, into breaks, like corners are looking for the shoulders coming up or you just slow down a little bit. And then you start to, even if you don't break on that, because you have to be careful with double moves, you still want to stay over top of it and then prepare to break. But when you're eliminating your sight line or, um, or, or your sight on the, receiver you eliminate that ability and he would get beat frequently when he played it off with anything breaking backwards or not not even inwards on digs or curls or outs or comebacks whatever it was he would play so far off and get like people get in his blind spot he could just couldn't react he would make a tackle he's a good tackler um he's a pretty efficient tackler and he can hit some guys but um his technique was was awful which is you know definitely concerning because with the rams it wasn't as bad so I don't know necessarily what happened I don't know if he was disinterested because the Jets weren't competing I don't know what happened but he just looked like a completely different guy where you know with the Rams he wasn't the most uh like I said athletic type guy he's not you know Patrick Peterson in his prime but he was always definitely a smart and pretty sound uh, technically type player and that just went away in in 2018. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Joe, as you mentioned earlier, you took a look at Tremaine Johnson's pre-Jets film and thought that he was somewhere in that 12 to 15 range. Were these negatives present in such a profound way when you were watching him on the tape? Because it sounds like he started off as a fantasy football player you would have loved to have had on your fantasy team at the draft app and draft.com where they're doing the $3.5 million best ball championship. You can get a free entry into that if you use the promo code PLAYLIKE. That's PLAYLIKE, P-L-A-Y-L-I-K-E. With your first deposit over at the draft app and draft.com, it's an easy snake draft. You don't have to worry about auctions or salary caps or anything like that. And you don't have to spend a lot of time managing the roster. They take care of all of that for you. You make your picks and then they manage your roster You don't have to do anything. They make sure that your best players are in every single week. Again, it's the Draft app, draft.com. Free entry into the Best Ball Championship for a crack at $3.5 million with your first deposit using the promo code PLAYLIKE. That's PLAYLIKE, P-L-A-Y-L-I-K-E. Joe, he is a guy that you would have wanted to take in one of those fantasy drafts. 
But based on what you're saying, the film seems to indicate that he sort of fell off a cliff pretty badly last year. Yeah, it, it would show up every once in a while. Like he was definitely a guy with the Rams who who was the the bend but don't break type corner. So he would give up. You know, let's say he would open up a little bit and give up. You know, three five three to five yard hitches and and close ground really quickly and and make the tackle. But it wasn't like this year where people were gashing him for fifteen. You know, ten to fifteen yards consistently um, because he played way too conservative. Where with the Rams, he would play partially conservative, but was still relatively smart with it. Where uh, this this year he was just he was getting abused for much much deeper routes uh, much easier and uh, with things like third down and playing off he wasn't really doing that stuff with the Rams as much they would press him a little bit more and like I said I don't know if it's the coaches I don't know if it's him I'm gonna state that a lot because a lot of people say oh well it's the Jets coaches how do you know that how do you know that they're not giving him the freedom to play how he wants to play so they would this stuff would show up every once in a while you know the the, the, the lack of top end speed playing a little bit too conservative or maybe opening up his hips and, and press a little bit too early and not trying to get over top of guys. But it didn't happen on almost every single snap like it happened with the Jets. So I'm hoping that he could get back to what he was doing. Like I said, I don't know if he was injured. Um, you know, He was injured throughout the season, but I don't know how much it was affecting him. I don't know if he just gave up on the Jets and he wasn't very um, interested in, in this season because they were so bad um, you know, throughout the season. So, like I said, I'm hoping I'm hoping it changes. I'm, I'm hope that with the new energy, with Greg Williams, with Greg Williams coming back, like I said, running more traps and different type of of coverages where you have to, it's it's more reading, react, and smarts than it is just pure base or purely based off athleticism like man coverages. Um, I'm hoping that gives him an uptick in in both his interest in the team and um, I'm hoping Denard Wilson can can fix him a little bit more because they used to be uh, with each other even though Denard Wilson I, I think fans and you know we've talked about this before too Scott where the fans will hear one good thing about a coach and it automatically assume that he's a really really good coach where Denard Wilson's corners have been playing with really bad technique the last two three years so uh, we'll see how it all works out but he definitely uh, was not the the same player that he was with the Rams. What did you notice in a positive light? Because we just spent quite a bit of time talking about the negatives of Tremaine Johnson last year. What can he build on that was actually good in 2018? Um, it's kind of me. It, it, it's kind of almost biased because I know what he was with the Rams. So I'm kind of going to say things that he did with the Rams, which, like I said, I want to see him get his hands on and press more. Um, and when he did do that with the Jets, which was rare, he was good because he's a strong corner. He has long arms. Um, and he and he used to have good technique. It just wasn't there last year. So uh, he need, he needs to press. He definitely needs to get his hands on more. Playing press without hands is is one of the dumbest things you could possibly do, in my opinion. Um, it just completely eliminates the effectiveness of that coverage. So uh, get his hands on more. Which, like I said, it happened rarely with the Jets. Um, shuffle if you're going to shuffle, which I don't like it either. Um, just like Marcus Coleman, if you're going to shuffle, you got to make sure that the uh, the receivers in front of you, which we, which he did with the Rams, and when he did do that with the Jets, it, it was effective because then he could read, and he's a smart player, so he could read route concepts, he can anticipate uh, breaks and things like that, and that's why he got some interceptions, just like the Titans. Give me think about that. He saw the, you know, it opened up a little. Actually, well, actually, got his hands on, but then he saw the uh, the number two receiver, you know, inside of him kind of come out on like a pick on a pick and try to, you know, uh, obviously run into Tremaine Johnson. Tremaine Johnson saw that got skinny and basically used like a jet stream technique. You're going to get on the, the hip and chase the hip uh, really tightly of the receiver that you're in coverage on. Uh, he did that and he was able to, to read the quarterback, jump the ball and get an interception for a pick six. So when he's asked to, to, to press and read and, and, or even play off and read, he's definitely 
um, a, a better player, and he did that some. The Titans game, he definitely looked good. Uh, and in terms of, like I said, which even that Titans game as well, where he broke, there was a corner, there's a receiver who ran. I, I forget if it was an out or a comeback, but he stayed over top of it well. Um, he didn't open up too early, and then he showed some of his his quick uh, his short area quickness where he was able to break on the ball and get a pass deflection along the sideline. Um, where he didn't really afford or, or give himself that opportunity uh, a lot in with the Jets to show his short area quickness because he would break, but he'd be five yards away from the from the receiver, so he'd win every time. So um, he needs to just do some of those those things they did with the Titans or versus the Titans, and then with the Rams, he showed it some with the Jets, but obviously him being so bad, it was far less frequent. Was it kind of like when Revis was giving those deep cushions to Sammy Watkins in week 17 of the 2015 <sighs> season where Tremaine Johnson needs to tighten it up a little bit there? Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh that's that's a that's a part of it obviously and like I said there's a definitely much more technical things I'll I'll get into or I've got into when I was doing the review but um in terms of his off coverage yes he's just he's he's way way too conservative um which people are going to nickel and dime you teams especially like the Patriots are are fine with just you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, as they say. And that's what Tremaine Johnson, that's the type of corner he is, um, which is fine to an extent because, you know, then every once in a while, you know, the ball will get deflected or you'll make the right read in palms coverage or whatever coverage you're doing, you'll get an interception. Um, or even if, listen, if it's first and if it's first and 10, you give up three yards at second and seven, that's not a terrible play. And then, you know, there's going to be one time where he'll, he'll jump it, anticipate it, whatever it may be. But, when you turn those two or three yard gains, maybe five yard gains into consistently, you know, eight to 12 yards gains because you're being, you're playing so far off. Um, it's just, you, you obviously can't do that. Um, so yes, shades of, of the Revis in 2015, which I was arguing with somebody on Twitter, which was apparently a career year before he got injured, which was uh, quite amusing, but yeah, it was, it was that type of game. Um, which was another big, really talking about Todd Bowles really quickly. That was another big knock on him. You think of a, a really smart defensive coordinator, even if he didn't, you know, pre-plan Revis um, getting burned by Hopkins. You think you'd make some in-game adjustments to that? He was getting shredded all game uh, that game, and even like you said, versus the Bills, where you know you had Revis playing off every single snap. They were nickel and diming, nickel and diming, and they won that game um, in large part because of that. So. Uh, that's that's a really sad memory. I was there, Scott. I don't know if you were, but that was brutal. Um, and for that Buffalo game, week seventeen, when it was like negative twenty degrees with wind chill and it was raining, or and it was snowing. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the Tremaine Johnson we got was the 2015 Revis. You know, last year as one of the highest paid, or if maybe it's not one of the highest paid, maybe the highest paid corner in the NFL. I forget what he is exactly right now, but he's definitely in the top five. So it was pretty embarrassing. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hooping with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. I'd say anybody that argues the first half of 2015 was a career year for Darrell Revis didn't watch the rest of his career. They might have, but they didn't know what they're watching. You know, that's, this is, <laughs> sure. This is this is this is the stat warriors. You know that, that and it's not. I'm not saying Michael Nani because he knows what he's looking at with stats and he does back it up with film. I'm talking about people who strictly look at sacks where. 
okay, he or you know sacks or interceptions where okay, Revis was never as good as you know Richard Sherman and every year because Richard Sherman had more interceptions this year than Revis ever had in one of his years. So Richard Sherman's a better corner than Revis ever was. Or you know Leonard Williams isn't a good player because he only gets sacks and you know Leonard Williams only had four sacks or three and a half sacks last year. And Brandon Copeland had five, so I guess Brandon Copeland's a better player than Leonard Williams, right? So uh, that's <laughs> that happens far too uh, frequently on on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, where people type in stats. They type in Pro Football Focus, which on my last show, myself and Kyle Smith, who's a, he's a good film guy too. He just is not around a lot. We talked about Pro Football Focus and how they and how they rank, and some of our questions with them. A really good discussion about Leonard Williams and Jordan Jenkins on that show. So, uh, and we've discussed it, you know as well scott i'm usually not a plugger that was i think i feel like that was a solid solid roll into a plug um but we've talked about before pro football focus you know and and all that stuff when we discussed with sam Darnold too sam Darnold throws an interception to you know uh trey waynes versus the vikings and that looks bad on paper if you, if you were to read that you know sam Darnold drops back interception trey waynes uh goes down the stat sheet pro football focus whatever you know negative play but then you watch the film of that play, and this is a really and, and there's m- there's many many more scenarios that are much more complex than this and much more hard to decipher based on coverages and assignments of offensive linemen and who screwed it up. Was it really you know Winters who allowed the sack, or was it because Jonathan Harrison didn't pick up the penetrator, so so Winters had to follow him in more? You know whatever. There's a lot more complex things than this, but Sam Donald, you know, it's a it's an interception, but really what happened on that play was he actually read the defense well, hit Sean Peak in the chest on a slant. It, it the ball pops up and it's interception. So, you know, statue, that's bad, right? So I, I, I do not like stats for a lot of reasons. I think they have their place, but uh, film always wins. And um, I don't know why I'm even on this right now, to be completely honest, but uh, I guess I'll end there. Cause I, I, that, that was a, that was quite a ramble, Scott. Well, Joe, to end your rambling, I would say that Tremaine Johnson had four interceptions last year, so that's good. So that means Tremaine had a good year, right? So, what was Revis's interceptions in two thousand nine? Probably like probably like two or three. So, Tremaine Johnson, in fact, in two thousand eighteen, was better than Revis mm-hmm. in two thousand nine. That's a fact. You can look it up now over at Pro Football Focus. Actually, even Pro Football Focus wouldn't be crazy enough to argue that. So, Tremaine Johnson, rough year in 2018 as far as coverage. But what about the tackling, Joe? How did he look tackling? Yeah, he's he's a he's a good tackler. That's that's one thing that I said about this Jets. Uh... This Jets defense. Um, sorry, I'm just, oh, he had five hundred. No, he had six interceptions in 2009. Sorry, uh, Darrell Revis. I'm getting a little bit distracted here. Uh, but yeah, so his ta- his tackling is 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 good um, for sure. And that's one thing I brought up with this team, and something that people don't really think about um, is with these quick hair type plays that I'm sure teams will complete against the Jets uh, unless the defense correctly adjusts, which I'm hoping Greg Williams, you know, does. Uh, he's a good defensive coordinator. I don't think he's great. Like some people say he is. There's a reason he's bounced around a little bit, um, but he is still solid. And uh, one of the things with these quick hair plays is you need to tackle. And they have, you know, two corners right now who are really good. Ta- Daryl Roberts is not a good tackler. Um, I'm hoping they brought Claiborne back because that was, was one of his plus traits as well. But with Tremaine Johnson and, and Poole, as if you watched the the uh, plays, what was it the play today or yesterday, Scott, that uh, that Poole did, like, absolutely laid out Crowder, which I'd like to see him be a little bit more light in practice than that because he really <laughs> drilled them. Um, they have really good tackling corners. Tremaine Johnson, he's a guy, he, he squares up. He knows how to close ground um, on guys while, while staying square. He tackles well. He rolls guys up. 
Um, he's not an ankle biter. Um, he doesn't over pursue. He, he takes on blocks with length um, on those stalk blocks. So he, he's definitely a, a plus tackler. You're not going to see him met, uh, miss many tackles. And yeah, he'll miss some, you know, one here, one there on a running back. Um, but overall, as a corner, that's, that's for sure one of his plus traits. And, and that plays into a lot this year with, um, like I said, the quick hitting type plays where if the Jets corners weren't good and they couldn't tackle, that'd be a huge problem. Um, but the Jets corners can at least tackle. So I'll, I'll give them credit for that. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Do you think that Greg Williams is going to be able to get him at least somewhere close to where he used to be? Because as you said, you watched the film of Tremaine Johnson, the Greg Williams defense, and then you watched the film of him with Todd Bowles last year. I know that he's a little bit older and he seemed a little bit slower, but are there things that Greg Williams could do to try and get him at least somewhere close to back to the old Tremaine Johnson? Yeah, yeah, and like I said, it's, it's with those it's with those trap defenses. It's it's uh, and that's something that Greg Williams does or or has done and will do more with the Jets than a guy in Todd Bowles um, will do. So you know, whether it be let's just say a, a simple like cover two trap where you know he's in a play over top of the number one, if or let's just say it's a, let's just say it's palms. That's that's an easier example. You know, if that number one goes vertical. Um, teams are going to assume that Tremaine Johnson is going to stay with that if they're showing like a cover four look or a cover six look, but the cover four side is to the Tremaine Johnson side. They're going to assume that he's going to, you know, run deep with that, you know, vertical route from the number one. Uh, but really they're playing palms coverage and he's reading the number two. So if that number two cuts outward on a break, they think they're going to get an easy completion on that. But Tremaine Johnson is really reading that too. And then he's going to jump that for an interception. Um, so there's little things like that, you know, in, in a simple, you know, explanation that a guy in Greg Williams does more than a guy like Todd Bowles um, did. So I, I think him using his mind more is a positive for him because he's not the most athletic player, like I've said before, um, in in certain aspects of his game. So asking him to think more, I think, is a positive, and a guy like Greg Williams will do that. And I also think, listen, just in terms of the talent, you know, with these teams. Um, is going to help him where you have guys, you know, like Henry Anderson in the second year with the Jets and Quinton Williams and Leonard Williams who's going to be penetrating more. There's going to be more pressure. So maybe Tremaine Johnson is going to feel more, you know, safer, uh, you know, playing more tight coverage because last year they didn't really have that great of a pass rush where this year they're going to have a better pass rush. So maybe he'll play a little bit tighter to receivers and not be afraid to get hands on instead of opening his hips up right away. So uh, I definitely think he'll be better this year. I, w- I would almost guarantee it. I'm not sure how good, but I do think he will be better. Let's take it the next step forward, Joe. You said you don't know exactly how much better he will be, but if you had to guess... Do you think that he's maybe going to get back to the middle of the pack? You think he has a chance to be an above average corner again? Any chance that he could be the corner that he was with the Rams now that Greg Williams is here? If you had to guess based on the film that you watched and your general knowledge of football, what do you think? Um, we're never gonna get away from these predictions, huh? So <laughs> it's always <laughs> offensive player versus reception. I thought you were gonna ask how many tackles, how many receptions, how many pass deflections. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so. 
he he was probably let's say number let's say 2017 when I watched his film. Let's say he was number 15 in the league. I'm thinking if I had to guess, he'll he'll be a lower tier number one, um, which is a big step up from from last year. Last year he looked like an outmatched number two, uh, number two type corner. So I, I think he could be in that like right around like 20, 21, 22 in terms of starting corners in the NFL, which is a, like I said, a big step up. I don't think he'll be what he was with the Rams, especially a couple of years ago, because, you know, he's, he's 29 uh, years old. He's getting a little bit older. He's not too old, but he's not in his prime anymore. He's coming on the back end of it. So he's never going to be as athletic as he was, uh, which is not very athletic, but you're taking away, athleticism for a player who wasn't necessarily already athletic. So uh, I don't think he'll ever be what he was, but I think he could be somewhere close. Like I said, in that, in that 20, 21, 22 range, um, which I, like I said, is, is a big step up. So I think that's where, where he'll be just because um, I think, I think with the motivations from Greg Williams, with uh, meeting up with his new defensive back coach and Bernard Wilson, who I think is largely overrated in my opinion, um, will, will help him, I guess, uh, and with the team being more competitive, I think that will hopefully motivate him more because last year he just looked checked out at some times, to be completely honest. Joe, you said he looked like an outmatched number two last year. Does that mean that you think that he played worse than Morris Claiborne and Daryl Roberts? No, no. Uh, Claiborne was we we really got on Claiborne last year. Claiborne <laughs> was really bad last year. It's funny if you ask Marcus that question, he's he like texts me like I don't know why you want them to sign Claiborne because Claiborne's technique was really really bad last year. So Claiborne before the year was like okay, he's a decent number two. Uh, he turned into a guy who is he was really bad last year. He was still the Jets' best corner last year. Um, you know, in, in my opinion, so he wasn't as bad as those guys. Where Roberts is actually he's he's quite interesting in in a few areas. Um, we'll see how he does as hopefully the number four this year again. <laughs> hopefully the Jets sign to trade a guy. We'll see what happens there because the, we've talked about it. Man. The, the corner depth is, and I understand, listen, if you had to, if you had to tell me like right now a, a top flight left tackle or, or a top flight corner, I'm going to pick the top flight left tackle just because that's Sam Darnold. Um, that results in him having more time, him being more comfortable, Le'Veon Bell. But if we're talking about like the actual bigger weakness right now, it's corner. It, it, it's easily corner. The offensive line, I think, can be a little bit below average, maybe average in some areas where the corners right now, if you're looking at what they've done in their careers and kind of like what they did last year, you're looking at Tremaine Johnson, who was awful, who got burned frequently. You're looking at a number, a decent number four um, in Roberts. You're looking at Nickerson, who's never really played, didn't prove much when he did. You're looking at Derek Jones, who made a few playing camps, and now he's God. You're looking at a couple of random guys who were signed off the street who nobody really knows what they are. And you're looking at some, uh, Robert, uh, I, I'm probably forgetting somebody else there, but you're looking at our, our Brian Poole, who's largely inconsistent as well. So the Jets cornerback group is one of the weakest in the NFL. I don't care what people say right now. They need to do something, even if it's just for depth. You know, if we're going to roll up with Roberts Poole, and Train Johnson as your primary, you know, three corners uh, rolled into the game. Uh, that's still obviously really, really sketchy. But when you, if one of those guys goes down, and Derek Jones or Perry Nickerson's playing significant time, that that's that is not good right now. Um, I agree with people that Derek Jones should get some more playing time. They should look at him a little bit more. But to go from not playing at all to thrust it into a number two, number one role, whatever it may be, uh, let's just say an outside corner role because he's not playing the slot. Uh, for a significant amount of time, if there's one injury, is largely concerning right now. So the Jets need—I—I I, I feel like they—they're going to do something. They watch the film, they know what they're looking at, 
I don't think they're going to go into the season with this cornerback group. And for the people who are going to say, oh, well, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and the Jets made a lot of acquisitions. I get that. Um, and I get they're not going to be built in, in one day and it's not going to be an elite defense, you know, uh, this year. But still investing so much into your front seven over the last couple of years with Leonard Williams and, and Quinn Williams and Mosley and Adams, who's a first round pick, and Avery Williamson, they played, who they paid a large chunk of change to. Um, Jakai Polite, who was a third round pick, is still a re- relatively high pick to, com- to not completely offset them, but to largely limit the front seven because the, the, the back four will be so bad at times. Um, I'm not back for it. Let's say the, let's just say the corners. Cause I'm not going to throw uh, Jamal Adams in there. He does not deserve that at all, but let's just say the corners are so bad. I think is, is not a smart strategy. So they need to address it in, in some way. I don't, I don't expect them to get, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Slay and Tremaine Johnson in one year, but adding at least a decent number four and number five would make me feel much more comfortable right now. He is the host of TOJ Film Room over on our YouTube channel, Turn On The Jets TV, along with 11-year NFL veteran Marcus Coleman, the hero of the Monday Night Miracle. He is, of course, the great Joe Blewett. Joe, thanks so much for coming on and talking about Tremaine Johnson's 2018 season with me. I'm looking forward to seeing if he can prove the doubters wrong in 2019 and get back to even somewhere close to where he was with the Rams and his old and now new defensive coordinator, Greg Williams. For those that want to watch the video of this and the rest of your YouTube reviews, where can they go? Uh, TOJ Space Film Space Room on iTunes where you can listen to the podcast. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's JoeRB31 where I've put up a ridiculous amount of reviews at this point. You just go to my moments. You could watch them you know, at your own pace or if you want to see me, you know, be able to talk about them a little bit more because let's be, let's be fair, uh, on, with 240 characters, it's not enough to explain a play. It's really not for most plays. Um, you can go to the YouTube channel. And like I said before, you know, it's not a show where it's hot takey where you're not going to listen to the show from two months ago. If you've never heard of the show and you want to see what Adam, Adam Gates' offense is about, you're hearing me in an 11-year NFL uh, defensive back you know, you know uh, discuss the offense. You can go back into the archives, YouTube, just uh, turn on the Jets film room on iTunes. You'll, you'll find us. Um, Sam Donald's up there, Bell, Mosley, Greg Williams, Gase, et cetera. And any player from the Jets who's kind of average or above average, I probably have a review on them of there, are up there. So uh, go check that out. Go ahead and follow Joe on Twitter at JoeRB31. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Turn On The Jets TV. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn On The Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com.